Welcome to Taiwan Report News Brief, news and analysis from Taiwan. I'm Donovan Smith. Up today on the show, the Mainland Affairs Council snubs a communist troll. The Taipei Act waits Donald Trump. Coronavirus updates, and I'm going to go into a little analysis on the political implications, both locally and internationally, on Taiwan's response to the coronavirus. But up first, in Radio Taiwan International, online system for recall and referendums are ready, according to the Central Election Commission. The Central Election Commission says it has set up a system that will allow backers of referendums and recall campaigns to gather the signatures they need online. That was the word from the Commission's chairperson, Li Qinyong, on Thursday. Li told lawmakers that the online system, completed in 2018, has passed cybersecurity tests. Now, this is important because it seems that there are going to be more moves toward recalls and referendums going forward. Obviously, ongoing, we have the recall effort for Han Guoyu, the mayor of Kaohsiung, which is moving ahead, it looks like. Now, according to this Yahoo news piece, it says here that, according to the head of the CEC, he thinks that the actual recall vote will take place in the latter third of June. But this is not the only recall campaign underway. There's been some news in Taichung, though it hasn't gotten a lot of uh, a lot of press attention. But there's a remove rust, which is a play on Taichung Mayor Lu Xiaoyan's name campaign that's moving forward. That are they want to recall her? News. The headline is Chinese Admiral describes Taiwan President and Vice President. As warmongers, President Tsai Ing-wen and Vice President Lai should be listed as warmongers and war criminals because they are exploiting the Wuhan coronavirus epidemic to further the cause of Taiwan independence, according to retired Chinese Rear Admiral Luo Yuan. The Mainland Affairs Council said his statement was not worth commenting on. However, Taiwan state-building party lawmaker Chen Bowei launched an opinion poll on his Facebook page to rate the Mainland Affairs Council response to Luo's statement. Within an hour, more than 400 respondents left comments describing the government body as too soft and unable to quell the spate of bellicose talk from China. I think the Mainland Affairs Council was absolutely right and not commenting on it. This guy is a retired hawk and not really worthy of any, because he has no official position, this is not really worthy of the Taiwan government to respond to. Essentially, he's just a troll. In the Taipei Times, moving on, Taipei Act awaits for Trump's signature. So the U.S. Senate on Wednesday unanimously passed the Taiwan Allies International Protection and Enhancement Initiative Act, designed to help Taiwan stabilize diplomatic ties, which awaits U.S. President Donald Trump's signature to take effect. The passage came just one week after the legislation unanimously cleared the U.S. House of Representatives on Wednesday last week. Now, the important word here and the operative word to pay attention to is that is unanimously. Both the U.S. Senate and the U.S. House of Representatives passed this unanimously. Now, the question, unfortunately, is, is that since it's largely advisory, whether or not the State Department will actually act on it. So far, 
there's not a whole lot of sign of that being the case. And a lot of the opposition to increasing ties to Taiwan often comes from certain elements within the State Department. All right, moving on to another Taipei Times article, Virus Outbreak, Taiwan Returns to Tracking Map. So this is the a top U.S. school, Johns Hopkins University, which has been tracking uh, online the spread of the coronavirus. Now, this is a respected university, and their web-based dashboard was widely is widely followed. Now, so they switched to using Taipei and Environs China on Monday, which, of course, a lot of people here in Taiwan objected to. So this is what they said. During a comprehensive review of the dashboard this week, Professor Lauren Gardner and her team decided to align the names of nations with the World Health Organization's naming conventions to achieve consistency in reporting, the university said in an email statement to Reuters. And upon further consideration, the team now uses U.S. State Department naming conventions, including the use of Taiwan. A foreign ministry spokesperson here in Taiwan thanked U.S. Senator Marco Rubio and Representative Michael McCall, as well as U.S. think tank members. So again, coming from the, the legislative branch of the United States, more support. You'll notice it didn't come from the State Department. Moving on again in the Taipei Times, foreigners required to register NHI card for mask pre-orders. Foreigners working or living in Taiwan must have a national health insurance card and register it before they can pre-order masks on the government's online system, officials said yesterday as the new system began a week-long trial. Of course, that just makes life a little harder for us. In Focus Taiwan, Labor Ministry planning to help workers affected by COVID-19 outbreak. However, it's only 72 hours worth of work and they're only budgeting for 2,000 people. Not sure how much of an impact that's going to make. However, here in RTI, they're reporting work resumes to, no for, to normal for most employees. Now, unfortunately, this is once again a job bank survey. However, when it does come to things uh, uh, related to employees, it tend to be a little bit better at least, not totally useless. So it says here the results of a new survey by 104 Job Bank shows that 84% of employees feel that work has gone back to normal despite the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. Still, some companies are encouraging their workers to take vacation, and 2.3% of employers have resorted to downsizing and slashing wages. Back to the Taipei Times. Coupons may be delinked from hotel stays, according to a minister. So, under the Executive UN's current plan, each ROC citizen would receive $800 NT worth of coupons when they stay at a hotel or B&B, which can be used at night markets, other markets, shopping districts, and cultural and art venues, according to them. However, they're now possibly considering delinking it from stays. In other words, that would mean that you could use it more locally. Now, when will they come out? That's the big question. Asked when the coupons would be distributed, Kong said the Central Epidemic Command Center or when they deem it suitable for people to go shopping. So, in other words, we don't know when. 
moving along. Virus outbreak, $100 billion NT dollars stimulus to be prepared. That's actually the $60 billion that's already budgeted. An additional $40 billion would be sourced from existing government budgets and other funding, such as the Employment Security Fund and the Tourism Development Fund, to be added to the stimulus package. Now, in Focus Taiwan, again, more along the line, uh, more in the topic of the economy, the headline reads, Slim Chance of COVID-19-Related Financial Crisis, Central Bank Head. So, Central Bank Governor Yang Jinlong said on Thursday that he sees little chance of a financial crisis being triggered by the coronavirus disease, which has been declared a global pandemic by the World Health Organization. Now, my big editorial comment here is his given names, Jinlong or Gold Dragon. I think that's a great name for a central bank governor, don't you? But notice the headline shift here as we move to RTI. It, they use the same picture and it's covering the same, uh, the, the same speech that he was giving in front of the legislature. They went with Taiwan won't hit growth target if pandemic continues, central bank. Taiwan's economy has little chance of of reaching the 2% annual growth target if the COVID-19 pandemic is not contained by the end of June. And that's, again, according to the governor of Taiwan's central bank. It's interesting to note that both RTI and Focus Taiwan are, are funded by the central government. Interesting how they chose two different, two different headlines that are very different in tone. All right. Now, this article here is in business insider. I'm not, I don't really want to focus on this one here. I just want to read the headline. Taiwan has only 47 coronavirus cases. Its response to the crisis shows that swift action and widespread healthcare can prevent an outbreak. This is not a particularly great article. There are better ones in other outlets, but what I wanted to focus on here is that they're in almost every major news outlet in the last week or so has come out with an article like this. So I want to call attention to this, just noting that everyone from the Wall Street Journal to Al Jazeera has come out with something praising Taiwan as the model for how to handle the virus. And that's great press for Taiwan. But I'm going to come back to that topic in just a second here. In the Taipei Times, World Health Organization should say if China underreported the severity of COVID-19, KMT's Chang. So the, the WHO should clarify whether China underplayed the severity of COVID-19. The KMT chairman, legis, uh, legislator Johnny Chang, or Jiang Jitsun, said yesterday, adding that Taiwan's inclusion in the WHO is vital to prevent loopholes through which the virus could spread. Now, that's pretty much the line that the DPP is taking. So he's, again, looks like he's trying to sound like he's moving to the center. However, The next line reads, Chang made the remarks after leading KMT members in presenting their respect to Sun Yat-sen at the National Sun Yat-sen Memorial Hall in Taipei on the 95th anniversary of his death, which speaks to a little bit of why the party's unpopular in the first place. Now, this is interesting. I'm moving on. Taiwan News. Taiwan Foxconn founder bashes WHO and UN for delaying coronavirus response. I thought his comments were quite interesting. When asked about Taiwan's exclusion from the WHA, 
the World Health Assembly, the Foxconn billionaire pointed out that the Taiwanese government has demonstrated extraordinary ability in containing the virus and attending the forum would only be a waste of time. He emphasized that Taiwan has received recognition from many countries for its preventative work and that the global community will be more inclined to listen to Taiwan than the WHO reported new talk. Go paid respect to the Taiwanese medical teams and praised the vice president and the health and welfare minister. Now, he was actually running against uh, last year. He was hoping to be the candidate of the KMT to run against President Tsai Ing-wen. So he's now praising her government. But what I liked about his comments that made me think there is some truth, probably not not as absolute as, he, as he's saying here, but that not all the global community, but there are probably many in the global community that are more inclined to listen to Taiwan now than in the past. In other words, Taiwan's overseas image here is improving dramatically, and I think he's right to note that. In Focus Taiwan, the president holds meeting to address economic impact of COVID-19. So Tsai has directed relevant government agencies to fully implement a slew of relief measures to help individuals and businesses, reallocation of nearly $40 billion from other funds, more should be done to actively expand domestic demand. She goes on about promoting private investment, encouraging overseas Taiwanese businesses to return and invest, and that the government should remain committed to stabilizing financial markets in Taiwan. Now, it, she also says here, as Taiwan quickly took preemptive action against the coronavirus, the outbreak is largely under control, Tsai said. However, to cope with the potential impact of the epi epidemic to Taiwan's economy, the government must move quickly to provide short-term boosts to the economy and to maintain domestic economic vitality. Now, apparently, she actually started working on the coronavirus and planning for it even while the election was going on. And note here that this is a laundry list of different things that need to be tackled now that they've largely got the preemptive action against the, the outbreak itself under control. So this has two relevance here. Local and local politics, this is something that I think people are going to remember. If you think about the Mindjou era, one of the things that pops into mind is the Morakot disaster. This was heavy rains, wiped out villages. They were f wiped away in, in landslides, and the government response was very poor. Now we have a response by the Thai administration to the coronavirus that is being held up as a world model. So when next, when next elections come around and people think back about the, about the president's term or how the party handled the event, this is something that may come to mind. So this may have an impact on local politics. Notice that even Terry Goh is praising the, the government and Johnny Chang is definitely not attacking it. In other words, there's almost a unanimous uh, cons con um, consensus that the government is handling this extremely well. And to Terry Goh's is that, well, I don't think that they're going to stop listening to the WHA or WHO and only listen to Taiwan. Taiwan is now being more and more held up as a model internationally. And I think going forward, that is going to increase pressure on 
the PRC to stop blocking Taiwan. So there are positive impacts both ways. All right. All the articles and also some must-read articles are going to go up on report.tw. Be sure to check in every day. Hit subscribe. And let's talk tomorrow. This has been brought to you by the Taiwan Report. For more content like this, become our patron at report.tw.